It's Real Talk with Raylene Chalinor, foster care and adoption. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. I am your host, Raylene Challoner, and it's Real Talk with real people about foster care and adoption. And today's Real Talk is with Ken and Lisa May. Hi, guys. Howdy. (laughs) Welcome to the studio. We are going to talk with Ken and Lisa May today about several things, and we're going to get right to it because I want to respect their time. You guys attend Minister to Minister with Prescott Christian Church. Correct. Here in Prescott, Arizona, off of Senator Highway. Ken, you get to be the associate pastor? That is correct, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I have to say... PCC and Team May, the Mays, are major voices and cheerleaders for our foster and adoptive community, and uh, that is why they were on my interview list on the top, because they have just championed, they are in the thick of it with adoption, they have adopted, and am I right that you still have a foster kiddo? Yes, we do. And you've also come alongside a lot of families doing respite for them. So you put your money where your mouth is, and that's what I like. (laughs) And Prescott Christian Church also, you guys have a lot of foster and adoptive families that attend. I want to say 17 or 18 families that have either currently foster, have adopted, are currently going through an adoption. It's it's amazing the number of people that serve in that capacity. Yeah, I love that. And your lead pastor, right? Yes. Also, it comes from the top down, you guys. You know, what's, what's interesting about that is it's never been like a church initiative, right? I think it's some example. Mm-hmm. It's the fellowship, the relationship with one another. It's the work of the Holy Spirit, and it's the conviction of people to... Okay, well, I'm going to take care of orphans. Yeah, so, so it's not do. that you get an award. Do you guys know about that award? No, no. I, yeah, I think it's <laughs> <laughs> on that great day when we meet him face to face, we'll be that. Oh, reward. you're going to get all pastory on us now. Okay, <laughs> all right. I've got to chuckle because when the maze walked into the studio, yeah, Ken brought his Bible. I love it. <laughs> yep. Just he, in case. He's it through and through, the real deal. So we got to have breakfast. Uh, in January, which was a real treat for me, and I'm sure it was a treat for you. Oh, especially because you paid. I was going to say, you know, you let the nonprofit pay, so thanks for that, guys. <laughs> but in our conversation, I got to hear a lot about how you guys met, and that just thrilled my heart because your story is really fun, and um, just how the Lord brought you guys together. It was definitely designed by Him. Then you got into not really even fostering. You went straight up adoption, right? And brought in a little guy into your home. And he was how old? At the time, he was five years old. Five years old. And he's been with us for over seven now. Okay. Seven years. All right. And so in our conversation over at the Lone Spur, you mentioned uh, that something that came into your home was an acronym that maybe some of us are familiar with, some of us aren't, and it is RAD. R-A-D. In your experience now with fostering and adopting, what is RAD and what does it look like? Well, it's certainly not the 80s, you know, (laughs) short term for radical, (laughs) right? right? It ain't cool. But Lisa will tell you about RAD. Over to you, Lisa. (laughs) Well, to give you an idea, so RAD Mm -hmm. stands for Reactive Attachment Disorder. We were not at all familiar with it. Mm -hmm. It was something we had to learn and understand. But basically, it's individuals are having a difficult time making healthy bonds and attachments. Mm -hmm. And so 
we learned very quickly. And looking back, we can see that it was present from day one. Mm -hmm. However, our understanding took quite some time to learn and see what does this really look like. Yeah. And so the way you might see it in a small child is they can go from one person to the next, like we could be hanging out holding this child and goes to the next one. And to the, it can go from person to person a child without any type of attachment. There's no looking for the caregiver. There's no looking for mom or for dad. And, and that seems all healthy and like, oh, look, they can just go from per. No, it's not healthy. They're not attached to anyone, right. which is very limiting for the child who suffers from RAD right. because they don't ever learn or it takes a great effort and a long time to learn how to have a healthy connection and healthy relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, what you're saying is you could place that toddler in, you know, preschool and they're not looking at the door going, where are you going, mom? Right. It's just... I'm in, I'm playing. And like you said, you can think, oh, oh, great. They're, you know, this is good. Went right in. But sometimes there's underlining issues. Yes, that absolutely. Are going on with that. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what creates that. So, in that sense, like you drop them off at daycare, preschool, whatever, and that's great. It's like, okay, we don't have this scene. Right. But the downside of it is, is how do you make that connection? Right. You know, cause especially with a, either a biological child where there's the whole pregnancy and gestating and you're anticipating this child. Yes. So you're bonded before the baby ever shows up and you don't get that with this. Or you, if this child, if the child doesn't have that problem, you can develop a healthy relationship with a child that doesn't have RAD, whether they're yours or not. Mm-hmm. When you introduce reactive attachment disorder, uh, you're in for a rodeo. Okay. So in your home now with, um, you guys have how many children total? We currently have four and okay. are fostering one. Okay. So that makes five. Five, five, so. five in total. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a lot of moving parts, you guys. Yes, it is. Oh, man. Okay. So with your stretch mark kiddos, with your tummy kiddos, <laughs> how does that play out in, in Team May's household? When you have one that has rad, is that what we say? Yes. That has rad that has that challenge. So I think you have to be, if you're in this situation where you have biological children and foster and or adoptive children, it's okay to, I think, have some time with just your biological mm-hmm. family. Okay. We've found that to be very helpful for them because this was a major disruption for them as well. Okay. You know, at the time we had, when he came into our home, we had three kids from the ages of three to just about seven. And we were planning to adopt a little girl three or under when we adopted a five-year-old boy. So smack in the middle. And now all the relational dynamics change. It's not like you just have one new, you have one new addition, but you have, I don't know how many new connections that is. It's, it changes the entire dynamic. And so they have to learn how to operate in this new dynamic and with a person who doesn't operate like you. He doesn't think like you care like you. It's all different. So having some time with just the original five of us, right, our three biological children and us, that's helpful for everyone. Uh, That's one way they cope. I just think, too, conversation is really crucial. And if there is frustration that children feel, listening and validating those Mm -hmm. so that they understand, yes, it is hard. Yeah. Yes, this is 
a difficult situation that we're navigating Mm -hmm. and we may not have all of the answers, but we keep on loving Mm -hmm. and we keep on forgiving, but I hear you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, Lisa, that's good. So Lisa, talk to from your mama's heart with, with all the different dynamics in your home. You know, it's interesting. I thought, you know, with having children, it was, I had, I think everyone before having children has these certain expectations of this is what it's going to look like. And Mm -hmm. I experienced a very peaceful, calm, happy house that everyone's going to get along and they're going to share. And that doesn't always happen. (laughs) (laughs) And so really being able to rethink that that's okay. Yes. And it is chaotic at times and they don't get along and there is frustrating experience experiences, but being able to experience and see God in the mess of it. Mm. I remember at one point going to a foster care discussion Mm -hmm. and they had described uh, this as when you bring one of these vulnerable children into your home, it's like embracing broken glass and you want a hug, but you're, you're going to get cut and there's going to be scars. And I feel like we all experience that as, Mm -hmm. as a mom, as a dad, but also as children that we, we will all get cut, but we still need to give that hug. Oh my gosh. Yeah, a refrain or a reference is I think of Jesus. He said, What credit is to you if you love those who love you? Right? right. That you don't the tax collectors and sinners do that. It's yeah. like no you don't, That's right. easy. There's no reward for doing what's easy. That's so true. We are called to deny ourselves, take up Absolutely. our cross and follow him. And would you guys agree with me when I say next to marriage, if you know, if you're gonna go God's way with your marriage, foster parenting and and then adoption is one of the major uh, ways we deny ourselves. Like you're bringing in a stranger. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And then choosing to love that person. Choosing every day. Yeah. It's yes. not a one-time choice. It's yeah. an every-time choice. Every-time <laughs> yeah. choice. Especially every time then choice. when you add that layer of this. Of rejection. Yeah, of rejection. Because like, reactive attachment disorder is rejection. Right. right. Not that it's intended. Right. But it's feeling rejected over and over and over. And still being called to love. Yes. And and that is also, in a lot of ways, it's a protection mechanism for the child. Sure. So you can have this period of peace and it looks good and it's feeling good. And then as the child starts to feel that, usually the fear wells up and right. so they're going to push you back. So there's going to be a fight. There's going to be major disobedience. There's going to be something to create a wedge right. between you and me because you're getting too close. Yet they could never articulate that. He could never tell me that's what's going on. Right. And so as the parent, as the adult, you got to remember that because it's easy to take it personally. Yes. You know, and I, no, I never did I know years later the impact on me and how I just remember when he first came to our home and the boy would rage for hours a day. Yeah. No, And I remember talking to my mom on the phone and you can hear him screaming in the background. Mm. And she's like, are you sure you want to do this? And I yeah. said, you know, a five-year-old boy should not suffer for the sins of his parents, mm. right? We're the adults. We'll deal with it. We'll take it on. And I was thinking about screaming and yelling. Right. Well, that was easy. Yeah. Never did I think it would be. This is so much more challenging 
but it's also refining and it's ultimately good for us and mm. to love someone who doesn't want to be loved. Right. Or wants to but doesn't know how to is right. probably That's more good. accurate. Yeah. You guys, our time is drying in. So can I ask you to come back for a part two? I'd really like to have you back in the studio. Well, you can always um, ask. <laughs> I'll pay you. No, I won't. Um, Another meal. But I, yes, I'll take you out for, I don't know, coffee next time because y'all ate a lot. Um, We shared a meal. (laughs) But I would. I'd like um, to continue our conversation. I want to go a little bit deeper, more into your, like your marriage, if I can go with there, uh, because that seems like um, something we, our listeners maybe would get some encouragement from like how do you guys uh come together like as a married couple and work through this together as a team i want to talk about resources okay like how you guys Mm -hmm. did you find some good resources because i think some of our listeners would be encouraged with that in our previous conversation we kind of talked about like is this a calling or is this what everybody i want to camp out a little bit more on that so tap into your you know what you get paid for being a pastor (laughs) And, we might um, need two more shows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, real talk, friends and family, I just want to say thank you for joining us. Thank you on behalf of Team May here. And um, I also want to say thank you to one of my new sponsors, to Antelope Springs Construction, Paul Patternis. Thank you, brother, for um, just being a part of this Real Talk team. So it's bye from Real Talk. Till next week, we're going to bring the maze back. Just so appreciative. Bye for now. Listen to the name. Journey Real Estate Investments and Management. Founded in 2008, they bring a new and vibrant experience to property owners. Like marketing, rigorous screening, drawing up leases, lease enforcement, rent collections, and more. All done with dignity and respect. And that's just the start. If you need property management, look to Journey Real Estate Investments and Management. 928-776-8464. That's 928-776-8464 or journeyazrealestate.com. So what exactly are essential oils and what can they do for you? Well, they can play an important role in your family's health. We'd like to introduce you to Jody Randolph, developer of Creating Healthy Families Naturally. Jody is passionate about helping moms understand the importance of physical, emotional, and financial success with the use of doTERRA essential oils. Learn more about her weekly classes at jodyrandolph.com or call 928-899-7257. 